0: Welcome to Tangents from Coin Center. I'm Jerry Brito, the Executive Director of Coin Center. And with me again, I've got Peter Van Valkenberg, Director of Research. Hi, Peter. Hi. And Robin Wiseman, who is our Senior Policy Counsel. Hi, Robin. Hello. And we're back for part two of our Infrastructure Bill Odyssey podcast. Um, We thought we would do this in one episode, but uh, I guess it was... We, we underestimated how long it would take us to tell this tale. And what we really wanted to do in the first in the only episode that we were planning on doing is give people an update on where the bill stands. And we never got to that. So we're going to do that in this episode where last time you tuned in, the cliffhanger was the uh, Senate bill passed with all the bad stuff that we explained in the last episode in it. And so then it moved on to the House. And so that's where we are now, the bills in the House. Uh, So maybe we should start, Robin, I guess. Um, What chance is there, has there been, of getting an amendment in in the House to amend the bill and remove the bad stuff from it?
1: So to amend the infrastructure bill directly, I would say there is a zero percent chance of getting an amendment to fix it that way. Um, When the bill first went over to the House, there was a small flurry of activity where before the rule on the bill was voted on the rules committee, where there was a potential opportunity to fix the language. And we engaged with several offices there on that. But it's basically been since, what is that, Jerry, September? Yeah. Um, And now the bill I would say that the infrastructure bill is locked and I think it's locked for a number of reasons So zero.
0: Yeah And we should sort of just quickly say what those reasons are because I think a lot of folks in the community expected you know, we we had this You know um, very intense fight in the Senate to try to get the language amended and I think people in the community thought that once it moved to the house we would have a similar protracted fight in the house to try to get it changed and the reason that's not an option is because it requires um the speaker of the house to make and and um, the caucus that uh, the, the, that that runs congress in this case the democrats um to uh open the bill for amendments and there is zero percent chance that the speaker will do that because um number one they're trying to get this done quickly and number two if one comma is changed, one letter is changed in the bill that was sent over from the Senate, it's got to go back to the Senate to be passed again. Correct. And all of those things are sort of political non-starters. Yeah. Um,
1: I would also just add that it's not just about our amendment. Like, correct. It, there, I mean, this is a large bill, and as we said in the last podcast, our, our concern is a relatively small pay-for um, in this larger bill. And so it's not just that it's not open to amendment because of our issue. It's not open to amendment for larger political reasons like what you were just saying. Yeah. And also
0: it's yeah. a thousand page bill. And if it got opened up for amendment, it wouldn't just be, be us clamoring for an amendment. It would be everybody dozens of other similarly exactly. situated interest groups. Right. Um and so it uh, there's zero you know chance that we're gonna get a change there. So um so what have we been doing it in the House?
1: Well, I also just, before we get to that, I think also on the momentum issue, Yeah, th- obviously what happened in the Senate was so unique in that it was very intense and there was an opportunity, small, but there was an opportunity to try to get some changes made. So <laughs> there was an opportunity to try to get some changes made. So we were able to, in a very well, relatively short amount of time, I think it was nine or 10 days, have a lot of back and forth. And there was a lot of public, there was a lot of public attention to the efforts we were making. And then I think people felt like once it passed the Senate, that when it went to the house, there'd be the same momentum and the same effort and the same opportunity. And that's just not how the legislative process works. So when it went to the house, there was a moment in time where we thought maybe there'd be an amendment like we just processed, like we just said, but it was very small. And there wasn't. And so since then, what we've been doing is looking at other ways, obviously, to get it fixed.
0: Right. But- and so, and, and I think the, the, because this bill in the Senate was introduced, we had like, you know, very little notice, maybe a day or two's notice that this bill mm-hmm. that would be introduced in the Senate. Um, because it was introduced the way it was, as flawed as it was, all of the things that we had to do to fight it were done publicly. And a lot of what we had to do was rally the grassroots to get involved and tell folks. Um, now, because there's zero chance there's going to be an amendment, the stuff that can be done in the house is the more typical stuff that we do that is not public. Um, that's kind of more um, uh, sort of behind the scenes where it's just trying to negotiate, trying to cajole, trying to have conversations, trying to educate um, people one on one, one to many um, but not in
2: a public fight just it's kind of. That- it's the shadowy super lobbyist stuff. That's right. And by the way, Robin is Robin.
1: <laughs> I take offense.
0: <laughs> That's a compliment.
1: That's oh, a compliment. okay.
0: And by the way, because I, I think this podcast so far is going to is going to uh, really show the dynamic here. Uh, the last podcast, we talked a lot about what was the substance of the bill, and Peter got to pipe up a lot. And notice <sighs> how quiet he's been here since we're talking about. Great, I'm very. I'm enjoying my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing in, in the house now?
1: Well, there are a couple of things that are going on right now. Parallel to the infrastructure bill or tied to the infrastructure bill is the reconciliation bill, which is the build back American, otherwise known as the build back America bill, build,
2: build back, back better,
1: build back better bill. Sorry. Make
2: America build better. Okay. okay.
1: Um, and there was some talk about looking for a way to fix, quote unquote, fix what is in the infrastructure bill with regard to crypto tax reporting as an amendment or or provision in the reconciliation bill. So that was one thing that we were pursuing when it was clear that the infrastructure bill would no longer be open for amendment. But there's that's problematic for a couple of reasons. And it's-
0: Can just stop here for one second? And yeah. just explain for folks who probably aren't following the minutiae of what's happening in DC. Oh,
1: somebody's not that's listening yeah. to this? It's
0: weird. Well, I mean, I find that. <laughs> but um, basically you have two gigantic spending bills, right? Trillions of dollars of spending, unprecedented amounts of spending. And, they're, and this is happening in two bills. One is an infrastructure bill, which funds infrastructure. Uh, which is roads and bridges and airports and things like that. And that's the one that passed the Senate is now in the house and contains the bad stuff that we don't like. And then there's this separate bill that is social spending. It's stuff like um, uh, more money for Medicare and um, uh, uh,
1: universal pre-K,
0: universal pre-K, stuff like that. Okay. So you've got these two things that are completely separate bills. What they have in common is that they spend a lot of money and they are both um kind of major parts of the president's agenda Correct. uh and the reason that they're connected is that different um parts of the democratic coalition have said that they will not entertain passing only one of them that they will only entertain passing both of them and indeed the president when when the peter i see your hand i'm going to get to you the president when um uh, when the Senate bill, the infrastructure bill passed, the president said, this is great. I'm glad it, it passed. And that's on the house, but I won't sign this bill unless the BBB or reconciliation bill as it's known is also passed. So they're tied together. Sorry. One more thing. Yeah. What Robin was talking about. Maybe there was an opportunity to add something to the Reconciliation bill the BBB social spending bill that would fix what was wrong in the Infrastructure bill has not now.
2: Right. My and my it, one question is why is it why is it sometimes called the reconciliation bill? I find that very confusing because reconciliation yeah. is the process when a yeah. bill changes between the two houses yeah. and needs to be reconciled, right? Why are we yeah. calling this the reconciliation bill?
0: so yes, and so Okay, so the reason is this, is that in order to get a bill done through a process that's known as reconciliation and forget about really why it's called that, you only need 50 plus one votes. You don't need to have uh, what's called a closure on, on debate. Okay. In the Senate. In the Senate. Yeah. Right. You need, you need 50 plus one votes. And the Democrats have I see. exactly 51 votes. Um, the infrastructure bill was a bipartisan bill. So there were like over a dozen, I think republicans who voted for it as well
2: so they don't have to worry about the filibuster
0: correct and (laughs) so the shorthand is for saying we call one the bipartisan infrastructure bill passed with 60 plus votes and then you got the reconciliation bill meaning that it's going to be a bill that's going to get passed if it passes with like 51 votes
2: on reconciliation which gets this special lighter treatment in the senate and and
0: also i mean for those kind of For those who care, the the thing about reconciliation, the limitation of it is that you can only pass bills in reconciliation that have to do with the budget or
2: spending. Ah, because the house has the purse strings.
0: I guess. I don't know why. Is that that a thing people say? I don't know. Yes. The house controls (laughs) the purse strings. Um, But the point is, you can have a ban on chewing gum passed
2: the Unless the ban for chewing gum happens to pay for a bunch of infrastructure
0: And that's okay. why you have the parliamentarian have to decide these kinds of things. But anyhow, Robin. Yes So that, was, was, a tangent. First, <laughs> that was a tangent So but the point <laughs> is first thing we were looking at is can we get something into the reconciliation bill that would fix? What's in the infrastructure? Well, which 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 by the way sets up interesting things what if one passed or one was signed into law by the exactly. president, or the other it really matters what order the president president has both bills on his desk he has a signing ceremony it would matter in what order he signed these because you can't sign a it, it would make no sense to sign a bill that right. well, something that isn't yet law cuz
1: he hasn't signed it exactly and that is that is one of the challenges right now and the reason for the lull in a flurry of activity to quote unquote fix the crypto tax reporting stuff that's in the infrastructure bill, because as we've talked about extensively at this point, the infrastructure bill has not yet become law. So we have we have this provision that's locked, if you will, in the infrastructure bill and we and it's locked in there. And it's like we think it's going to pass. And there's a whole bunch of reasons I'm, why I'm not it sure will all... or while it, OK, we may we may not all think that. But eventually, if there's a deal and the infrastructure bill passes, we know what it is that we have to address. We know what it is that we have to fix. But we're in this weird place right now where there is technically nothing to fix because it has not been enacted yet. So that this scenario started to play out on, on the reconciliation bill because it's like, okay, well, even if we could get someone to introduce an amendment that would fix it, it's a little tricky because we, not, don't know, we don't know we don't know when we don't know what order they're going to pass Congress in. And more importantly, we don't know what order the president will choose to sign them. So if he chose to sign the 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 reconciliation bill first, and we had a provision to fix it, and then he signed the infrastructure bill after that the infrastructure the provision in the infrastructure bill would become, would would override uh-huh. the thing that, the fix.
0: And you, so, and you would imagine that since his treasury department has been championing the provision.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, calling. I don't know if, I don't know if ultimately the re, the crypto tax reporting provision would be, it, it might be part of the decision about which to sign first and which not, but there's a lot of other factors. So it's that's just. weird. I mean, that's it's, weird. it's just that's that, like that the, it's so, uh, that's the, the point of this is that, it's very much out of our control. There's got
2: to be a constitutional law issue there, though, because that means that the president can effectively legislate by choosing the order that they sign. It's like how a blockmaker in the blockchain can kind of like screw with the centralized exchange by putting their trades before other people or something.
0: But he, but why wouldn't he be able to?
2: Well, there's it's the bicameral just, clause and the presentment clause. Like, but he's
1: not changing anything. He's literally just signing one. I'm just saying the order of
2: transactions matters, not just, uh, you know.
1: Okay. Oh. Yeah, but he he gets to choose. Yeah.
0: Anyhow, I don't think there's a constitution. I, I'd be interested. So, if there's any listeners who are constitutional, don't look it up here. Not right now, because you're not going to yeah. take up down this road. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So we've been exploring that possibility, but it's tricky. Um, and and that, again, that would still be in the Senate. Okay. So now let's move over to the House. Um, one thing we've done is work with members. So you probably have seen um, different members of Congress put together letters. Um, either to the leadership of the House, I think at some point. Well, I guess we, we've worked on on uh, we've worked with members on, uh, yeah. on some letters. Some
1: letters ended up going, and some letters have not yet yeah. or won't go.
0: And what's the point of these letters? What do they say? And what's the point? So
1: the point of these letters is there's a couple of reasons that these letters are important. So what the, where we are right now is that eventually the way this gets fixed is going to have to be through another act of Congress at some point. It's important to note, and we talked about this in our last episode, that the effective date of this provision is not until the end of 2023 or technically like the first day of 2024. 2024, So we have a little bit of time to undo it legislatively. It gets complicated once it passes because regs then can begin to get issued or promulgated to get this stuff going, but still, It could happen. So the way that that, so in order to make that more likely than not, we have to start to get members on record saying that they are troubled by the contents of this provision, whether it's how it happened, because it was outside of the process or whether it's what's in it or who it affects it, many members are going to have different reasons to care about this. But the most important thing is to get people on record saying, not sure what the fix is going to be, but just FYI, this is a problem. And then right. that begins to that begins to grow the coalition of support for whatever legislative action comes next. So these letters both signal to the administration that this is a problem. They signal to the Speaker of the House that this is a problem. But there, it's also an act of gathering support among people that will be the likely proponents of a solution
0: right so given that this issue is so focal right now um what we're doing is taking for granted that this bill might become law and beginning now the advocacy effort to get a new law passed through congress that will amend what will be bad law exactly and and will you start with these member letters we've gotten at this point, probably a dozen members uh, uh, or more um, kind of on board. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the
1: letters actually, I think were sent when the Senate bill passed before or right when it uh, in conjunction with that whole episode, and then some of them, I think were generated around when the rule was being considered for the infrastructure bill. And I think that once the infrastructure bill passes, you might see another Letter or two kind of pointing out that this is in there and it's something that a certain group of members believe needs to be addressed at some point in the future.
0: Right. And then the next thing is well, if this, you know, if the infrastructure bill becomes law and we're going to advocate for passage of a bill that would fix what would then be bad law, Mm -hmm. well, we're going to need to draft that bill. And so, um, again, because we're now back into the mode of our typical operation, we we work with different offices and we negotiate Mm -hmm. and and we keep a lot of confidences. Um, We're not going to go into detail about it. Point is, um, that process undoubtedly is beginning. And yes, but I would
1: also just say, just to put a point on something, it might not be that bill. There might be a couple of different ways. Mm There might be a number of different ideas of ways to fix this. It might be, you know, a a whole new bill. It could be something that looked like the compromise that we came up with in the Senate. And there's obviously issues with all those approaches. But the idea now, and yes, we are working on things and that's sort of in the the works.
0: There are are different ways that so, so number one, if, we, if you remember back to the previous episode that we did, while most of the attention was on the broker definition, and that's what the Senate amendments um, were getting at, we have many other problems with this bill.
1: Correct.
0: Right. Um, so number one, there are many different things about this that have became law, we would want to change. So that's number one. And number two, for each of those things, there might be different ways that you could do it. And so yeah. that's the conversation that's, hap- that's beginning to happen now. Right. Among all of the stakeholders that you could imagine, um, which is, you know, and there might be different, as you say, different things that that emerge and uh, we'll see how, how it plays out. But
1: yeah. there's a
0: lot of happening still.
1: Uh, there's there. a lot happening. And I just think that for people that are like, what happened? What's yeah, going to happen?
0: We'll yeah,
1: like it, this has still been we'll very stop. much at the forefront of our minds and at the forefront of our efforts and will continue to be until we get it fixed. Yeah.
2: But we it's were just told repeatedly that Congress is kind of broken, and the only time policy gets changed is when it's a do or die moment, like the infrastructure bill for an administration. So it seems like this probably won't get fixed then, right? because how does how does a bill with a very unique like niche issue actually make it through Congress? You get so, it attached to something that's yeah.
1: to do or die. So, right. yeah, it, its unlikely I can I mean, we don't know. We do not have a crystal ball. I do not have a crystal ball. Maybe one of you two do. I do not have a crystal ball that's I have a tungsten cube. Well,
2: it tells you the past.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's locked in there from um, the- We don't know what the, how it's going to happen and what exactly the solution will be. But I can say that it's probably highly unlikely that it will pass as a standalone bill. It's not like right. we're going to get a bill introduced in the House, a companion measure introduced in the Senate. They're going to make it their way through committee and regular order, and get go to the Senate floor and get passed, and then the House and get passed. What's going to have to happen is the president signs it. There's and then the president's going to right yeah. sign it. That's that's not going to be the way. The, the schoolhouse rock version of how a bill becomes a law <laughs> is not how this is going to go down. But
2: hasn't happened since the
1: 70s. <laughs> but what but what we will need is it we will need bipartisan support most likely from both the house and the senate. And that's that's super important for all our friends who are listening. We just just know that that's something that we think is very important and that's probably the way this is going to get done because it will not get done in regular order.
0: Right. No, agreed. And that
1: goes back to the letters like getting people on record, and making sure people know that it's an issue for both Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um,
0: and so uh, so that's happening. Um, maybe we'll come back to what are the chances that the bill passes, because that's, it hasn't passed. And, and there's a question where you can assign, what probability do you, do you think there is a passing it? But let's imagine that the bill passes, mm-hmm. becomes law. Um, well, besides trying to get a fix through Congress, there are other things we're going to do. Um, so one is this bill doesn't automatically trigger with all the reporting requirements and who are, who's going to be covered. It merely gives Treasury authority to potentially cover a much broader set of uh, actors. And so um, the first thing that we're going to have is Treasury op- is Treasury's going to have to do rulemaking where they um, uh, issue regulations about who's covered and who's not and that's going to have to go through a uh, notice and comment process and we'll um participate in that
2: but that's just the broker definition that doesn't that that
0: yeah i I was about to say and then the second thing is there's stuff in here that is going to be just unconstitutional on its face on day one and that's something that we will challenge in court
2: the sixty fifty i reporting maybe yes yeah yeah. so peter Um, wanted yeah, well, we, we talked about it last time. That's the one where you already have to file these reports when you get $10,000 or more in cash, um, and this would add crypto transactions to to that reporting obligation. Um, but so just to be clear, that that one just goes into effect, doesn't need a rulemaking, right? So it does, accept. it doesn't go into
0: effect until January 1st, 2024. 2024. So we may not be able to file a lawsuit until no. then, right? This is stuff that we still need to figure out, but that seems like it would be the case.
2: Um, what if, what if we, what if we ask for end locked donations that won't be received until 2024, but people have to, know that doesn't make sense. That Doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to hard.
0: what Peter is referring to is one of the arguments we would make is that, um, by requiring these reports, um, you're basically the government is requiring people, uh, who are giving to nonprofits like Coin center. Um, they're compiling a list of who our supporters are, which is unconstitutional.
2: Yeah. The problem with that as our um, choice of action in trying to overturn the law is unconstitutional is that it might not actually apply to donations to Coin Center because it might not apply to donations to charities. But Coin Center is not uh, actually a 501c3 We're a 501c4, so maybe it does apply to us, but maybe yeah. not. Maybe we'd have to sell people little tungsten cubes or something so that it's a, it's a a tr- it's a trade transaction rather than a donation transaction. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but the point is, obviously, we're very preliminary stages of thinking through what our litigation will be because we don't probably don't have to do it until twenty twenty four. We're much more focused, number one, on the legislative side and starting to think through. Well, I mean, we're not going to uh, be able to even begin to really think through what the regulatory engagement is going to be until we see what the proposal. Right.
1: Is. I mean, I mean, and the the point is, like, there's the the larger point here is there are many paths to advocacy that we will have and we are going to use them all
0: right yep and i guess peter on the regulatory front the idea is simply like look even if treasury has been given all of this potential authority um they can still be wise and choose to interpret it in a limited fashion that makes sense right and so i guess that's what we would be trying to um yeah Yeah.
1: but isn't it like even if we go through the process and this treasury department is yeah. wise and uses the authority the way that they've frankly said that it you know it wouldn't apply to certain um you know wouldn't apply yeah. to certain actors in the space or um actors isn't even the real word because it's people that don't have custody so how do we refer to these people <laughs> no, I mean, like Miners <laughs> and yeah but... miners and software developers but the idea would be we would want a larger fix anyway, because we would want to protect it forever to yeah. make sure that then there couldn't be new guidance yeah. issued that would change the rules of the road.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But even if we can't get those other things, we're going to want to try to
2: get
0: yeah. the treasury to, to yeah. issue rules that aren't over-brought.
2: Yeah. Right. There'd be constitutional issues too, depending on how broad they make the coverage. Um, th- How's that? Well, so in the in the context of 6050i reporting we've got the lack of a third party right in the context of the broker reporting requirement you've got this third party right so you'd think the third party doctrine applies there's no constitutional right to a warrant before a search however the third party doctrine has limitations the information held by the third party or collected by the third party has to be held for a legitimate business purpose and voluntarily provided by the customer so if they were to say A miner is a broker, they need to know the names and addresses of all the people whose transactions they put in the block and report them. The miner would say, I have no legitimate business purpose for collecting that information. And people who use the Bitcoin network don't voluntarily provide that information to me. So you can't ask for that. It's unconstitutional. That would be the argument.
0: That's great. And also, by the way, the third party doctrine is on shaky grounds these days.
2: Yeah, and, and th- those aspects of the third-party doctrine that legitimate business purpose and voluntarily provided information are are key are more relevant to the inquiry today because the third-party doctrine is on shaky ground because of Carpenter, uh, which is the cell site location data case recently, and also probably more importantly because the composition of the court has has shifted even since then towards greater trespass theory of privacy. We have to think about that though.
0: Yep. Okay, so that's where we are, and the bottom line is um, we're busy working on this. Even if <laughs> you don't, even if you don't see us tweeting our heads off uh, about it like we were during the public fight, um, I guess you know uh, the exciting thing for those of us who are like political junkies, uh, following every twist and turn of the infrastructure reconciliation saga is. I mean, what are the chances that this? Uh, it was always been assumed that this is this was a must-pass bill, right? That's why it, it has that yeah. name, because it's the number one priority of the administration. It's, mm-hmm. the, the, the infrastructure bill was bipartisan. Yeah. first time in, like, God knows how many years that there was, like, a bipartisan right. bill like this passed. Right. And Democrats control the Senate, the House, and the presidency.
1: And there is actually support. Well, there is, interestingly, support. For the infrastructure bill. Like oh, the sure. infrastructure bill could pass. It's not that there's an issue with the infrastructure bill. It's just that it's now oh, yeah. become linked yeah. as a as sort of a um
0: a uh, as a way as of a um what, what do you call those those things uh that they put on prisoners? Those balls with the chain? A ball <laughs> chain.
1: That wasn't what I was looking for.
0: <laughs> an
2: anchor. It,
1: no, no, it's um an albatross.
2: An albatross. Peter.
1: No, no, no. What is wrong with the two of you? It's not it's none of those things. I mean, it's I mean, a. I mean, it's a it's a way of it, it's like it's a way of ensuring that like the a, negotiations a, on the other thing will uh, happen in a way. IPAC'd? Is that the word you're looking now, for? No, let's just forget trying to find something because this is not productive.
0: Um but the point is that this bill was I mean if you had asked anybody in DC, um, you know, with experience. Is this gonna pass? Of course it's gonna pass. But now it's really in doubt. I mean, I think Robin, you, you still think that there's no way this doesn't pass.
1: I still think it's gonna happen. And I think as you see every hour in the news, there's further agreement, on, like the 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 infrastructure. I know that we don't agree, but the infrastructure number came from down from 3.5 trillion and now it's under two and people wanted it under two. And there's still a lot of other things that are in there that need to be negotiated out, but I feel like things are getting closer and closer. The one thing I think that's interesting is that all the deadlines of things of like when they needed to happen, Mm -hmm. like those things keep going. (laughs) We we keep missing them. We keep blowing through those dates. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how long you string this along and have it there continue to be the urgency to pass them both, except that they are these foundations of the Biden administration's.
2: I'm still a little confused here. The, there's no changes to the infrastructure bill, though, that are still being negotiated over. It's all, how can we change things in the reconciliation bill and pass them together? That's mm-hmm. where the political rang mm-hmm. Okay, okay.
0: And so you have progressives in the House who definitely would love to see the infrastructure bill pass, but they are very interested in seeing the large social spending bill pass. And so they're afraid that if they pass the infrastructure bill, they vote for it now and just pass it,
1: yeah, but they lose their the, leverage to negotiate on the other stuff.
0: The other stuff, you know, the, the 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 more moderate
2: Democrats are gonna say, okay,
0: well then we got what we wanted, we won't vote, you know. Right. Right. But
2: doesn't doesn't the party so long, I need to look, turn
1: on more yeah. light. <laughs>
2: doesn't doesn't the party as a whole end up looking pretty bad if neither passed though? So wouldn't mm-hmm. that be motivation for the progressives to give up?
0: That would that would assume that the progressives have an incentive. To make sure that the party above all else doesn't look bad.
2: And those incentives may not be as may strong be as yet. they once were in this country.
1: Well, well they,
0: they're just they're just different incentives that, that different people have.
2: It's
1: different, it's, it's different, it's different policy agendas. I mean, I'm it's just, all
2: I'm trying to nudge us towards a Martin Gurry uh, I'm not going there. I'm <laughs> not going there. This
1: was a conversation about what's happening on the crypto but, tax but reporting.
0: But here's the thing. Okay, so so um, uh, just to give people a flavor of, there's some of us who think that there's a real chance this thing won't get done. Um, uh, and it's kind of, you know, if it passes, we'll know it passed, right? Because it, it passes, it gets signed into law. If it doesn't pass, we kind of won't know that it's failed. There's no clock mm-hmm. after which it kind of will just languish until this Congress expires, right? In yeah. over a year. But here's the thing, just for, for folks to understand, um, there's some deadlines coming up. Right? So uh, not to get too into the weeds, but the but bottom line, I think the big deadline is going to be um, in December, like the first week of December, right? Because I, I don't think this is going to get passed before then, right? Because pretty soon we've got um, uh, 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 Thanksgiving recess and all that. and But we're going to have um, the debt limit being hit. We're going to have to get a new budget passed. Um, this is all going to come like the first week of December, and
2: this is going to be part of it. If and they mint the coin, we don't need to worry about the debt limit, right? That is true. That is
1: <laughs> it's going to be like the cliff of all cliffs. It's, it's a shame good. they can't make. The it's coin funny out that of this concert. was like a cliffhanger because, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's um, going to be the cliff yeah. of all
0: cliffs, and, and uh, but I think it, if it if things don't get as you say, there's not some breakthrough before then. And to be mm-hmm. honest, uh, you're seeing progress. I'm looking at some members who are key to this and they I don't see them agreeing mm-hmm. to any of this progress that you're talking about. And then I see folks like Bernie Sanders, who's chair of the budget committee, telling his colleagues in the house not to vote for the infrastructure bill, right? So I, I don't yeah. see as much progress as, as, as maybe you see, but anyhow, the point I, is yeah. if, there, if there isn't some fix before like the first week of December, so they've got like one month, if you don't see that by then, the priorities are going to be not defaulting on the debt okay uh and this is just gonna like it i don't see how this gets done any of it well tbd
1: tbd although i have a question this is like if like you say if it passes we know it passes if it doesn't pass and it's still kind of hanging out there is treasury um, prohibit like it, are they prevented in any way from just issuing regulations on this on their own? At what point are they freed up to do that?
2: The They're broker making, thing, if like, this, this is, is happening, hold, hold this on. is this, happening
1: one way or the other, oh, and yeah. it's so
2: the broker thing, sure. Um, they have a lot of existing statutory authority. The existing definition of broker is broad, the right, 6050i reporting, they yeah, they yeah, can't. I, Uh, hold on that's not
1: the same question Uh, that i'm
0: asking yeah but hold on peter i i think that so no matter what happens whether this passes or doesn't pass i think we will see at some point soon treasury issue guidance um interpreting who in the crypto space what actors in the crypto space are brokers right Mm -hmm. and then the thing about it is if this doesn't become law um they are much more constrained in who they can say is a broker they can try to stretch that but the current definition of broker includes the word middleman, middleman. okay and i'm sorry but you're, just gonna have a, you're gonna have a really hard time arguing that a minor is a middleman or that somebody who merely publishes and writes you know writes and publishes software is a middleman
1: or even maybe somebody who provides a front end
0: yeah is a middleman yeah. or even somebody
1: who you know but i'm I, yeah so, the, question, the question i was asking was i think a little different which okay. is that if treasury does go ahead and issue like, well, if they issue guidance, I guess it's different than if they issue a notice of proposed rulemaking to yeah. implement what is in the infrastructure bill. But if they do that, does then that take away the money that the infrastructure bill get? Like, does that change the dynamic oh, change for later? The...
2: No. no. <laughs> As you've explained before, pay for accounting is just like magical thinking anyway, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're basically oh. just assuming if they yeah. do this guidance, and they get reporting from these actors that they intend to uh, mm-hmm. single out. That that will generate this right. amount of money. Yeah. I have no idea how they got to that number. It's got to be complete estimation. Could be kind, um, but
2: the point is, yeah. And yeah. the
0: and money's is Yeah, in. I mean, and the I,
2: point I was making about the sixty-fifty I reporting is important because I do think that part is way worse than the broker definition. And it's worth noting that the statute says cash and coins or cash and current, I believe. And so they would not be able to impose 6050i reporting yeah. through rulemaking. That's in the statute. That's right. And so that's good, assuming that the infrastructure bill doesn't pass, that they won't be able to do it some other way without legislation. Yeah, that's right. So
1: that's it. That's also and a it- little bit of insight into how we just like spin up every possible scenario among us to consider. Yeah, that's what we have to do. Anything else?
0: Any other parting thoughts?
1: I hope you guys invite me back to participate with you sometimes. It's fun. Of course.
0: And you're welcome to take over the feed anytime. Oh, okay. Noted. All right. Noted. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) That's it for uh, Tangents this time. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.